Today, I finally get to talk about raves and rugs as we chat to Tiffany Richmond of Poppy Galactic and The Beat on Benny Asking People Questions. Today's guest kind of almost redefines the children's music genre. The most recent album, Made of Stardust, is an album that, at least for this listener, almost felt hard to imagine in the children's music space. But once the music began, and I found myself swaying subconsciously to the sounds that I heard, you quickly shift into a world where you can't understand why it's taken so long for it to be offered. It is a true revelation and an absolute pleasure to lose yourself in. And just like the transient sounds of the music, the creators seem happy to present it, set it free and just see what happens. I've been watching quietly from the sidelines for a few years now and it's a pleasure to finally get to sit down and chat with Tiffany Richmond, aka Poppy Galactic of Poppy Galactic and The Beat. Hi Tiffany, thanks for joining me today. Hey, Benny. Thanks for that awesome intro. <laughs> it's, all right. it's a pleasure. It's such a great album. <laughs> um, now, the, the thing is, Tiffany, I don't think I can really go too far into your music and into who you are without getting a deep understanding and addressing your outfits. Um, <laughs> I just think we need to take a brief moment to sit in the enormity of how amazing they are, um, in particular Mama Nature's hair or hairdress. Headdress, I don't, I don't really know what the <laughs> reference is, but, um, yeah, I, I don't know if there's anything to say on any of that. It's just amazing and needs to be um, at least acknowledged. Well, thank you. I guess because it's a podcast, we should just sort of explain a little bit about what's going on. But um, it is a visually spectacular um, kind of scene we set on stage. And because we have been performing live as our main focus before we released this album, I just wanted to, wanted it to be so beautiful and sparkly mm. and fun and crazy. And, um, yeah, a really a, a, an expression of something whimsical and magical and galactic so yeah we've got a lot going on on stage and the costumes have really um evolved in quite an organic way that i would like i would like things to have been more deliberate but i think the way that it's turned out <laughs> has been perfect for what it is for example i'm talking about like when we first got um started with the costumes i remember terapy walking through the hallway and trying to, we, we had the music on, I had my costume on and he was still trying to figure out his. And I remember him just picking up a throw off the back of um, the lounge and putting it on his head. Amazing. <laughs> and going, what about this is my hair? And so if you look at the pictures, that hairdo on terrible. No way, is that big. is what it is. That's not a wig, that's a throw. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> that's amazing. A big sheep. <clears throat> so it's just that's incredible. It's been really fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because one of my favorite images is of, of Terrapai, which is obviously the beat. Um, yeah. With there's an image of you, um, he's wearing a space helmet with this just eruption of hair. <laughs> just coming out from underneath <laughs> this this helmet. And, and like, I think I just sort of zoomed in past everything that was happening in front of him and just, just stared at this head that just, <laughs> I was just, how did the, how did the helmet stay on? Um, it's been very tricky. But it is extraordinary. Tricky. So it is, it is 
So it is all you, basically. Like it is, it is the two of you, essentially. Like in terms of just just the costumes, it is you just sitting down and going, okay. So what? Who are we? What do we look like? What do we? What do we do? How do we? How do mm. we walk on stage? Yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, it's just been such a such a sort of evolution over the years of figuring that out who we are and what our characters um how we interact with each other and um you know mama nature at one stage was papa nature um mm. yeah i was gonna, <laughs> so I, was gonna have... I did notice that all of a sudden the yeah that the the height of the um of the hair on 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 nature seemed to drop a foot or something and i went oh there's something new under that enormous enormous I am an alien and I will get down my stepson terrapai's first son was initially in the band and then he i think maybe outgrew it and so <laughs> he moved on <laughs> to his own musical uh, ventures and we replaced papa nature with mama nature who yeah it's worked really well yeah. So I guess we need a bit of context for you, Tiffany, because I know you were in the States for a while because I was fortunate enough to chat to Lucky Diaz and the family band um, a while ago now, and they actually mentioned you, which okay. is how I, yeah, which is how I came across it, which is years ago now. Mm. Um so yeah, so so I mean because they're they're an incredible act and they do incredible music. I, I, their, their album. Um, Made in LA is just is just beautiful, um, you know. Did, how did the how did the kids sing first? How did the children's stuff first came to your world? Well, I think I I mean Terrapai is a drummer. He's played in a lot of um, Australian well-known mm. Australian bands, the Whitlams, um, Dig. He has played a couple of years ago with John Butler Trio. So uh, music has always been a part of his life. Um, about 13, 12 years ago, nearly 13 years ago, I was playing in a band as well, um, Sparkadia. And mm. when I left that band to have our first baby, Rocket, I was at home listening to um, kids' music with him and noticing that he was actually vibing and dancing and really enjoying the music that we were playing, our adult music, in quotes, mm. in quote marks, you know. Um mm just as much as he was to the kids' music. And I don't know, I had um, a longing to create music again after leaving Sparkadia. I wanted to create my own music and I wanted to do something with Terrapai. And so we had the idea to create some kids' music together that uh, kids could enjoy, that also adults could enjoy, um, so mm. that it wasn't, that wasn't so kiddie. So yeah, like you said in the intro, it is it is different to the regular sound, and I think a few people have found that challenging at mm. first. Like, hmm, does this fit in with what we're used to? But that was the yeah. whole point of it. Um, the whole point was that we could play it, and everyone enjoyed it in the family, and it wasn't something you kind of went, ah, oh, turn that off, you know. Um, <clears throat> Part of me. So that's what we set about doing: creating really fun. Um, beat heavy dance music that we liked with 
kid relevant lyrics because some of the dance music and electronic music that we were playing at home it was cool the, the rhythms were cool and the music was cool but the lyrics were just not relevant to yeah. children at yeah. all so that's how we went about the um the approach Poppy galactic and the beat started listening to the album because it's, it's actually surprisingly mellow as an actual recorded piece of music and and sort of whenever I listen to children's music my, my initial thought is like okay so how does this go live and I was sort of thinking okay so how would this be how would you present this live but then I watched some of the YouTube footage of Little Splendor and I was just kind of struck with this whole idea that it's it's even though it's presented song for song it's kind of not what it is. The show's a vibe, isn't it? It's 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 almost like a rave. Like it's almost this idea that the children come <laughs> along and you just kind of go, it's on, it starts. Yes, there'll be gaps between songs and I'll address you and sort of ask questions and things, but it's really just this, yeah, it's like this real, I mean, I, unfortunately rave is the best term I can think of. It's just. No, yeah, that's I mean, fine. Is that, is that kind of work that for you? Is, yeah, does, are you yeah. okay with that? I'm fine with that. I mean, it is. It's like a dance party and it's like, um, you know, our shows are, there is a a thread of theatre woven through them where where Mm. there is a storyline and I try and tie the songs together in a way that works and we sort of tell stories between them a little bit. Um, to to lead into each new idea because there are quite a few different ideas going on on this album particularly. Mm. Um, <clears throat> but, but, yeah, once the music gets going, like it's very dance-focused and, you know, four to the floor, everyone up kind of vibe. And that's exactly yeah. what we want to do because it's just really fun. I just love yeah. dancing with little people on stage. I mm. mean... I couldn't think of a better job to do. <laughs> well, I think I guess that's the thing, isn't it? Because I, you know, I, I don't. I'm not a huge fan of the the, the term traditional children's music, but it, but it, it exists. And and I guess the idea is you usually sort of create a bunch of action songs, and you sort of. You know, you encourage the children to be part of those actions, and, and there's nothing wrong with that because you are you're providing something for them to to be a part of. But but I guess a, a, a poppy galactic and the beat show, there is just a lot of freedom. It is about that classic thing, you know, dance like no one's watching. It's just it's it's really mm. just an open door to enjoy yourself and get lost in the music. And again, like dance music. You know, the recorded version is great, but there is nothing like seeing it live. And I think that's what I was struck when I saw some of the footage. It just went, yeah, right, the album is beautiful, but the album's not what it's about. The, it's, the music is about being there in that moment and celebrating that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just celebrating the, the togetherness of that moment. I mean, it, was it was it hard? Was it hard moving that into a recorded area? Um, no, I would say, to be honest, because what we have been doing has been live shows for the last four years. Um, and for me, it's felt like the album has been a long time coming, trying to mm. 
get it recorded and get it all completed amongst having a family, a small family of little people um, Mm. doing it as a family band, you know, it, it's been, it's been something that I've been so excited about to have that album finished um, because yeah, like it needed to progress from just live shows, which like they are fantastic and, you know, we have been loving doing them, but I'm just so happy to have it in the physical world, well, not really, in the digital form for <laughs> yeah, people yeah, to sure. listen to now in their cars, yeah. in their houses, in their lounge rooms, you know, that's, oh, I'm just so excited about that part of it now. I think because I'm um, live show maxed out at the moment, or not really yeah, over COVID, sure, but that's course. all we've been doing, the live shows. So it's, yeah, yeah it's fun to have it recorded. Well, it has been. I mean, numbers never um, made of Stardust is is a, is it is a long time coming. I mean, numbers numbers never end came out in two thousand and seventeen. Mm. Four years later comes the album. But I guess I guess one of the things, and it goes back to the, the the conversation we had about the costumes, about how you sort of really, and I get the sense that you really rely and allow yourselves to engage organically in the process and, and how it develops, like as you said, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I get the sense that you're not necessarily sitting down going, all right, here's our targets for the next six months. You're kind of going, hey, there's a throw rug, throw it over your head and that's your wig <laughs> and, yeah, let's just see what happens. <laughs> that um, that yeah. does sort of, yeah, how you do anything <laughs> is how you do everything, I guess, kind of vibe. But, yeah, it hasn't been a, a, a very strategic um, approach, but that's because I think Terrapai and I are both more creative than business minded and have just been, you know, figuring it all out along the way whilst raising small people and, you know, using them yeah. as a uh, sounding board to the music and then also mm. trying to, um, you know, just keep all the balls in the air while you're yeah. while you're working on a creative project in a family with other jobs and you know like it just took a long time because one of us wasn't this super um uh, yeah. incredible business mind we were like let's just write a song about this hey rocket what yeah. should we write a song about pirates <laughs> liking jelly okay yeah. let's do it yeah <laughs> you know? well I, I mean i guess the thing is like you know and 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 forgive me if it sounded like you know that was a it was a problem i think i think it's just people do things in the way they do things and i think the way you've done this album it had to be done this way i guess the, the question i was going to ask is was you know if you're looking over a four-year period um i'm i'm hearing that i'm quite shocked at just how beautifully the album kind of really gels and I think one of the standouts for it is over that four-year period you've kind of been really quite consistent with the things that you've wanted to present and make mm-hmm. um was was that no, not accidental but I mean it is hard to stay focused on a, on a particular sound, particularly if you're performing lots. I think when you start performing to children, you start to get a bit of a better idea of who you want to be and what you want to present and how you want to have yourself reflected out there. But you still seem to have created this album over a four-year period that really sticks to a very strict, well, not strict, but very music. It sticks to its musical guns. You know, it doesn't it doesn't sway too far off. It really is this consistent journey through the whole thing. I mean, did you have to go back over anything and go, oh, that just feels like it's coming from a whole different album now. We need to readdress that, or um, 
<laughs> no. Well, <laughs> yes, we did. But I would say the thing that, that shifted the most across the four years was my voice um, and Terrapai's music, like Terrapai creates those beats, you know, that's what he is. Mm. He is a, you know, um, incredible beat maker. And so I feel like the consistency within that musical thread comes from, it, it comes from his side. I found um, singing in this way as a character. So I'm, I'm, I was stepping into singing up front for the first time um, in Sparkadia, I did backing vocals as a job. I do voiceovers, so speaking, but singing up front was something that was new to me. And I found, um, you know, with I, I was finding my voice as Poppy Galactic, and so that that developed th across the years. And there were times with when initial recordings that we had done or demos for songs needed to be redone because I'd found way more confidence through doing our live shows, way more confidence yeah. just finding the voice. And um, and then other than that, I feel like the essence of the band and the essence of the message and the ideas within it are so strong that that mm. wove through everything, you know, and, and kept that side of things consistent too, you know, in terms of... Yeah, it's inevitable. It's yes. inevitable you're going to find yourself back there. Nine, yeah. Ten. Do it all again. One. Two. When I sort of just sort of got to that, when I watched the live stuff and I went, okay, this, this, this you know, and I will refer back to the term rave because that's just, hey, I'm 47 <laughs> and so that works for me. Um, <laughs> and hopefully, you know, anyone over 40 listens to this and understand as well. But the, the thing is, the, the thing, once once I kind of found myself in that world and I went, okay, I've, I've misunderstood this, I've, I've heard this the album and now I've watched this live and it's different. I went back and I listened to the whole album again kind of a little bit more, you know, in sort of different ways to sort of really lose myself in that thing. And and I kind of felt and and I all of a sudden found myself in tune with the messaging almost. Like I found myself all of a sudden hearing it very differently and going, okay, it's almost really subliminal. Like you know, like numbers never end and compost and I can be anything. I mean, these these are just repeated lines almost. There are moments of, of you know, different sayings in there, but mm. it's almost like a series of mantras for the lack of a better <laughs> word. Here I am pulling out mantras and, and rave. No, <laughs> I love it. And how for children. I, yeah, no, I completely agree. <laughs> but, it is. There but is. it's like it's like an album of enlightenment. Do you know what I mean? It's like ah, it's almost that's just beautiful. it's like an album that you just you put on and just go, yeah, like I can be anything. Yeah, like, yeah, compost. Yeah, that food <laughs> is good. Like it's it's just this album that just sits in your head and just, you know, just repeatedly feeds you. Yeah, it's almost, you know, another another word from the 80s. It's almost just like an album of affirmations. Well, yeah, hopefully it's not too um, new age cringy, with <laughs> but, but it is supposed to be uplifting. And um, one of the the main reasons behind wanting to do it was was to create super fun dance music with a an uplifting um, mm. expansive perspective shifting focus for kids, you know. Mm. So if that's how you're receiving it, then our job here is done. 
Bigger. Your job here is done, except that I'm a 48, 47, 48 year old middle class white guy. So I'm not sure if I'm your market, but, uh, but nonetheless. <laughs> You know what's really funny? I've actually never been to a rave and never been to a doof. And I think the music is like that from what I have heard from people saying. I'm really just throwing myself under the bus here. But um, I I feel like I may be in my late 30s making up for all those missed raves yeah, those by doing raves it you now go to. for kids. Yeah, sure. Yeah, totally. It's much safer now. I mean, back then it was like, you know, you've just run the risk of the police breaking it up. So at least this way, you, you know, you get paid and, it's, and you're still home by two o'clock in the afternoon. That's it. That's what's beautiful about the album. That's what I mean. Once I saw it live, I just had a whole different understanding of what it was that the Poppy Galactic and the Beat are doing, or at least from a viewer's perspective. And it just changed the whole tune of, yeah, just it just gave me a whole new insight into what was important about this music. And so, hence, mm. going back and listening to it again, I went, okay, this is this is a really different. This is very different. This is a this is a new thing that I haven't. I generally haven't come across before and it was, yeah, it was really refreshing from that perspective. And, you know, my deepest apologies, apologies for using things like enlightenment, mantra and affirmation. <laughs> I just could not find a better word. I couldn't find a cooler <laughs> word than that. So, you know, it's, you know, for anyone else that's listening out there, don't, don't let anything I'm saying put you off. Go out and listen to it properly and um, come up yes. with your own words and send them I, through to me. I think if, you know, people hadn't heard the music and they're just taking those words from the interview, they really should go and listen to the music to um, balance yeah. that out because... Yeah, it, it really... It really... <laughs> It's so true. It really felt like I was at a um, a landmark forum conference led by Tony Robbins. No, 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 not at all, not at all. It was much, much cooler than all of that. But just the idea of it, just it's a real subliminal kind of just, you know, it was just a really lovely space to be in, you know, listening to the stuff. Um, there you go. I end up with just referring to it as stuff. Now, the it is, it's an enormously fun album. Um, was it must have been a it must be so much fun to be making it. I mean, what what was the process? I mean, you've sort of tapped touched on it briefly, but was it is it I kind of get the sense that it's the two of you or three of you or four of you, just the kids everywhere as well, just kind of around a computer and a sampler with headphones on and holding a SM58 and just jumping around the lounge room and making songs. I mean, is it is it kind of like that? Well, a little bit. I mean, it's de- there's definitely um uh, you know, like I said before, using the kids to see, does this actually land for them? Does this work? Are they vibing on this or is it just missing the mark, you know? Um, but basically what the, the, the basic structure would have been, I think, me driving it forward in that I'd come up with an idea for a song or, or we're, we're going to write a song about this particular idea, <clears throat> pardon me, whatever it was. And then often I would go to Terrapi and say, hey, um, I really want to make a song that has this beat and, you know, go do, 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 whatever mm. it was, and then hand it over to him and he'd go, okay, I'll come up with a groove. And he'd get on the computer and he'd sort of whip up some amazing 
electro crazy Afrobeat, you know, um, dance mm. hall, whatever it was, some sort of cool sounding beat and rhythm for us to begin the track with. And then once he'd come back to me, I'd start writing the lyrics based on what, you know, the the, the yeah, sure. foundation of the song. And then we would just weave back in together like that. And maybe if I had written lyrics that didn't quite fit the arrangement, he would then tweak it. And But it was just a mm. back and forth really between me writing the melody and lyrics and him writing the beats and, and, um, and the grooves. And... And then fusing it all together and finessing it at the end. And yeah, that, that was our process. Or sometimes I'd even just sing him a melody and then he would come up with some sort of uh, cool backdrop to that and soundscape yeah. and then we'd go from there. But it was, yeah, it was the first time we'd ever done this together as a duo. Mm. So it was very much a figuring it out along the way process. I guess contributes to the length of time, yeah, to the, to, for the albums to come out, sort of. Because yeah. it is different when you when you're with your partner and you're also with the with the person, you know, the partner of your children. And I mean, there's a lot there's a lot more at stake, isn't there? Like there's you don't you don't want to yeah. yeah you don't want to go in too quickly, burn too hot, and then go I hate this now and I have to wake <laughs> up next to you every day. <laughs> it's like you know you got to take you got to take pace yourself. You got to pace yourself. <clears throat> um, but but sort of looking looking from that perspective, um, both you and Tara Pye have, have you know, as you've mentioned before, have extensive musical histories in, in very successful bands. Um, did did that bring? What did that bring to the table doing Poppy and Galactic and the Beat? Because I guess in some ways it it could either bring a lot of pressure or it could also just really bring a lot of freedom because it's a very different audience. Hmm. Well, you know, going into it, I thought it would bring a lot of freedom being a, a kid's audience. I thought it would be, oh, this is going to be way easier. <laughs> this is going to be easy. <laughs> How I was so wrong. True. Um, but, yeah, it's it's so funny. You know, I thought, oh, you know, creating music for adults is, is tricky. I'm going to do it for kids because I'm sure they'll like it and they'll be happy with it. And then you cut to playing on stage to a um, room full of four-year-olds and their blank faces with no filter, just um, <laughs> giving you nothing. You suck. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but um, I think, what do I think about um, the bands informing that? Um, I can't speak for Terrapai because his experience would be completely different, but yeah. my own experience was that I it was a steep learning curve being up front when I was in Sparkadia, Alex wrote mm. the songs, he wrote the melodies, he wrote the mm. harmonies. I just sung them mm. and played the guitar, sure. you know. Um, and so to step into leading the whole project, you know, in terms of lyrics and melody and drive, uh, it was really quite, quite a challenge and also a challenge that I really wanted and yeah, have, sure. have been continuing to grow through 
um, and and learning so much about it. You know, I, when I when we started writing these songs, I I think I thought our audience was going to be a little bit older. I thought the kids mm. were going to be between maybe like five and twelve, mm. and in in performing like you said earlier when you know that's when you learn about who your audience is and who you are and what's going on our audience ended up being a lot younger the the ones that yeah. really resonated <clears throat> so um i think something that i've really learned is some of i i've written some of these songs for an older audience that, lyrically and there might be too many words for the actual mm. audience that um that has really connected with it, which I would say would be between two and eight. Um, so mm. it's not vastly different, but still there have been so many things I've learned along the way, um, having to lead it and just kind of feeling like I'm doing it on my own, like figuring it out on my own yeah, because sure. Terapai writes music, but he writes the drums, he writes the grooves. He doesn't, he doesn't typically write lyrics and melodies. He has, but, um, that hasn't been his focus. So I've just kind of been out on a limb figuring it out mm, yeah. and learning along the way so much. So, yeah, it, um, it's been very different to adult band. Yeah. Well, I guess are you doing are you doing other music or is this kind of your main musical outlet at the moment? At the moment, this is my main musical outlet. However, I have, as of the last few days, just unpacked my electric guitar from Sparkadia yes. Days and put it in the lounge room to um, to explore or, or reignite that relationship with it that I haven't had for a while since I've been in Mumland. Yeah, well, isn't that interesting though? Because I guess I guess what you've also inadvertently done is you've you've prepped yourself to get out there and write your own, <clears throat> you know, and, and again, grown up music is you know, terrible term, but it's, everyone knows what we're talking about. Mm. I mean, it kind of, the, the experience you've had with Poppy and Galactic and the beat have really allowed, have, you could argue, has given you the, the, the makes you feel a bit more confident to go out there and put yourself out the front of your own music now. Because I, I mean, children are really hard audience. I mean, they, they swing violently <laughs> from being the most amazing people to perform to, to just the most brutal, you know. Oh, absolutely. You know, and, and yeah, and for your, your desire to go, I need to be at the front, that's, that's, a, hard, that's a hard stage to be at the front of. <laughs> yes. Even, even if you are already finding yourself very nervous in that situation, that's, that's a, like that really heightens the stakes being out the front of a bunch of four-year-olds? I I guess it does. I have a pretty good knack for making my legs walk on stage when I feel nervous and just sure. being there. Um, and and I love that kind of fear that you feel and, and you just walk through it. I, I do love that. So I will always put myself in positions, in situations where uh, I have to do that. Um, but you are absolutely right. Brutal as an audience, they are those four-year-olds. <laughs> and um, but but if you get them and if they start yeah. feeling it and they're with you, it's magic. Yeah, it's amazing. You know, yeah, just it is. like uh, as you said before, the dance like nobody's watching. That is exactly what happens, and they absolutely inspire 
the way mm. that I perform in their freedom and, you know, um, uh, the, the way that they let go and just be with the music. It's, it's really cool. So, yeah, I guess, I guess it, ha it has been a bit of a step. I, I don't know if it's a stepping stone into like moving into my own music. I only just put the guitar there as a like, hello, guitar. Hello, friend. I haven't seen for a decade. Um, yeah, let me hang a towel on let's you. Let's see what happens. Uh... But, <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, one small step at a time. Organic, gotta get it back in, help them planet grow. This album, because I guess, I mean, it's we've, 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 uh, you know, it's, it's taken four years for, for, for obvious reasons, and you're probably in a position now that the children are older that it's a little bit easier to navigate the recording process and the writing mm. process. Are you, are, are you well on your way to a second album? album what's where where are the two of you at or are you just so grateful that this one's done that you'll just sit back and enjoy it for a while <laughs> um to be perfectly honest i've felt a huge amount of um gr relief and gratitude that we completed this album and that it's out there and i am basking in the 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 glow yep, of that sure. for a minute Post release glow um but I would like to write more music and I we do have, you know, the the seeds of new music happening. But I'm also really interested in shifting Poppy Galactic into um, maybe another space as well. I've got a um mm. I got a chat chat with someone from ABC um, Kids about, you know, how you create content and I would mm. love to to create some sort of visual um, episodic material where she isn't, or Poppy Galactic and the Beat aren't so reliant on live shows and that we can also create content for kids. And so that's what mm. I'm exploring, how we would do that, how we would translate that and um, if that is the next chapter. Uh, yeah, it's be, I mean, it's, it's already very visual music anyway mm. do you know what I mean I think yeah. it would be an incredibly exciting process to be able to take that and go like I, I think it's very physically clear the music it's, which is a strange way to describe it but even though it's, it's obviously music the the images of it it's it's a it's very easy music to create images in your own brain too and I imagine the process of trying to solidify a physical image to it would, would be a lot of fun yeah. Come on. Talking about that ABC thing, I mean, you do have a beautiful little scene going on up there with Bunny Racket and, of course, with Dirt Girl. Yeah. Um, has it has it made it all pretty easy for you? Like, it can be quite a lonely thing, children's entertainment. Mm. Well, Did you find yourself finding yourself pretty quickly? Like, I mean, <laughs> once you sort of went, okay, this is the world I want to be in. It, it's it's a for for a small area. It's a quite it's quite artistically rich for children's entertainment. Yeah, that definitely helped. 
um, being surrounded by a lot of other creative people, both in children's music, music mm. and just in general. Um, and the community certainly helped get the momentum for us. You know, um, uh, Bunny Racket have been so helpful yeah. in Andy is such a great a driver of um, his project and creator of sit opportunities and has often pulled us in with what they're doing, which I'm so mm. grateful for. Um, and yeah, and the Dirt Girl connection has been incredible. I I think it has helped 100%. Um, and, and I also think that now, you know, I need to stretch it beyond our, our little community up here and kind of push it out further. It's felt like it's been in a, in an amazing, but also safe space. And I would love to stretch it further to, you know, um, Sydney and Brizzy and Melbourne and places where mm. people haven't heard us yet. So that's the next step as well. You this this album obviously, as, as I've <laughs> delightfully referred to several times now, is <laughs> uh, you know it is that kind of rave esque thing where you sort of have this journey and it's you know you, it's almost like one big song. Um, will will the music you make from this point on, arguably, would it would it still, would you sort of not not redefine it terribly, but looking at what you've learnt over four years. Mm. And where you, what you want to achieve now moving forward, would it would it change a little bit about the way you present the music or would you still, or why do you need to know? You'll just go in and see what happens. I mean, or am I, I... the only one here that's overthinking it too much? <laughs> no. No, I think it's good to think about that stuff. I I sense that the music would stay pretty close to where it is you know obviously it would shift and change a little bit uh, depending on what the theme or what the i the feelings that we want to create for the next album or the next show or whatever it is are um i think what would change is something i touched on earlier i would like to um maybe just distill the lyrics down to a little bit uh, I know, I, I feel like it's not simpler, but I think even less words would be helpful mm. just for the audience that we're playing to, these four and five mm. and six-year-olds. You know, I <laughs> I have been influenced by, like, the Beastie Boys and um, rappers that have a lot of words <laughs> in their adult, quote, music. Yeah. Um, and... And I, in the style that we've been making, I think I've incorporated a bit of that, which has been a mm. bit adult. And so, yeah, moving forward, I'd love to just simplify, simplify, simplify yeah. those ideas down to, um, yeah, the most succinct way of expressing the ideas mm. so that the music speaks. I mean, the music already speaks for itself, but has more yeah. space um, yeah. and... And the ideas maybe even hit home harder because there's more space around them. I think also too, what's really lovely about the album is is it's it's it just every time I listen to it, it just got a bit. I I, I fell deeper into it, which I think is quite rare in the children's space. I think often you kind of get the first listening and you sort of get majority of what's going on in that first listening. But but mm -hmm. um, with this album, I really just felt. Every listen, I, I could 
go in a little bit deeper and, and, and find myself a little bit more lost as a middle-class 47, 48-year-old white guy. Um, it's a grower. I, <laughs> it is a grower. It's a really amazing album. It really is. And as I said at the start, I kind of, you know, when I, when I saw the live version of it, I went, okay, I, I, need, I, need, I now feel like I need to go and re-listen to this. And it's really great. And I am looking forward to you expanding yourself outside of the world you currently know because I think it really deserves it. And I have been watching for a while now and I've always sort of, yeah, it's it's a really fascinating, I don't, I don't want to say project, I think that belittles it a bit, but it's a really fascinating thing that you're providing. And, um, yeah, I think it is time for the rest of Australia to kind of get their heads around it and, and, and be introduced. Um, and hopefully... Um, out of the tens and twelves of the people that listen to this podcast, um, <laughs> this this will help to <laughs> this will help to spread that word. Um, I do really appreciate your time today, uh, Tiffany. It's it is um, yeah. It's just a, it's just fun. It's really fun and really yeah. It's really meaningful music, and I, and, I, and it was a real pleasure to get to know more about it. And I appreciate you taking the time to kind of. Yeah, fill us in on what's what's happening and what's going to happen, more importantly. Oh, thanks, Benny. It's actually been a pleasure talking about it. It has been really fun. Um, and, yeah, having a space to, to speak to the album and about where things are going. So thank you. If you would like to know more about Tiffany and Terrapie, then head along to their website at www.poppygalactic.com. And, of course, for more Benny Time goodness, head along to www.bennytime.com. Thanks for listening to me, Benny, asking Tiffany questions. Mm-hmm.